Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Selfishly, very excited for this episode because every time I see you, I'm a patient of yours. And every time I see you, I'm just like such a chatterbox asking all the questions about all the skincare things. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's always such a pleasure. So I'm really excited to have this episode for people to also learn how wise you are and how smart you are and all the skin care hot tips. Awesome. So to start, why don't you give us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I am a naturopathic doctor. I practice in Toronto. Uh, I've been practicing for about eight years. And although my practice is general practice, so it's kind of like almost like a family doctor's office. I see all ages, all health concerns. My passion and my favorite area to treat is the skin. I love skincare. I love educating patients around the health of their skin so that that organ is truly healthy. And ultimately when it's healthy, it looks better. It looks more radiant. It looks more youthful. All the things we all want, myself included. And so from that, I also developed certain naturopathic facials that I offer in my practice, including treatment tools like cosmetic acupuncture, facial massage, light therapy, as a way to really help patients achieve their goals. Because I, I found over time in my practice that Western medicine was really lacking in helping the skin to actually heal and remain healthy. There's a lot of great things that can make the skin look good and clear breakouts and rosacea and soften fine lines and wrinkles. But I personally, at least, was really looking for something more natural, more sustainable, and something that really helped the health of my skin. And so naturopathic medicine in general can be great for that. And I'm super passionate about educating patients in the realm of diet and lifestyle and how all these things could be harnessed to improve the health of the skin, but also, um, you know, we want to have a nice facial every so often and feel pampered and feel relaxed and for our skin to look super radiant and heal more quickly. So that's a huge area of focus for me. And, you know, not only do I love treating the skin in my practice, I love doing skincare on myself in my free time. It's a huge uh, hobby of mine. I also love to cook. I love to stay active, get out in nature. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think, so I've seen you for facials many times. They are life-changing. Like <laughs> you, it's just so funny. Cause like you wouldn't think that putting acupuncture needles in your face would create that much of a change, but you really do glow. And I think one of my favorite things about it is that it's not just for your skin. Like there's so much more going on because those points on your face help with your organs or your muscles or other things too. So it really is kind of like a whole body treatment. Totally. Am I correct in that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I love teaching about that too. I love to educate patients about, you know, your skin is like your report card. It's reflective, yes, of your environment, of what you're putting on it, the treatments you're doing to it, but it's also such a reflection of your internal health. And acupuncture, like you're saying, yes, it, it helps to stimulate collagen production at the level of the skin, which makes it look more youthful, plump, 
glowy, all those things, but we're also influencing the health of the organs inside your digestion, your nervous system, all of these things so that when they work better, the skin also looks better too. It's so, I I mean, it's so true for me. I remember in school, osteopathic school, we were taught to use the skin as as an an assessment tool. And obviously we don't do skincare work, but you could tell how someone's liver was functioning. Mm -hmm. You could tell how their nervous system was functioning. You could tell where there was lymphatic buildup so that it really is a good diagnostic and this is not to say that everybody, like there are people out there with underlying things with glowy skin. Like it just somehow happens <laughs> but, and we hate them. But, <laughs> but like for me personally, like I will say like, it, so if I get into like a fight with my mom, which I do, cause I'm a brat, <laughs> I will wake up with pimples. Like it's just, it's mm-hmm. night and day, night yeah. and day, uh, the stress mm-hmm. and embryologically our skin develops with our nervous system. They develop at the exact same time. So they are inherently embryologically tied together. That's why we have dermatomes. And I'm so excited to dive into skin because it is, it's so much more, it's alive and it's an organ and it's so beautiful. It totally. Yes. And I love that piece about it, using it as an assessment tool. I always talk to patients about that. Like, you know, when you walk in the door, it's not just what you're telling me. It's also how you move, how your skin looks, the brightness of your eyes, the quality of your pulses, like all of these things, including the skin, skin being our largest organ can really give us a window into what's going on internally. So yes, totally agree. I I, I love that. So with your expertise, what are, <laughs> let's start with the worst thing. What are some of the worst lifestyle things that someone can do for their skin? And I know it's hard because there's like a plethora of skin conditions out there that are all affected by different things, but say someone just generally wants healthy looking and feeling skin. What are some of the worst, like what are some of the major no-no's? I mean, I guess like the low hanging fruit would be, you know, smoking, vaping, you know, those sorts of things are so harmful for so many of our organs, but in particular the skin. I mean, in traditional Chinese medicine, the lungs are totally connected to the skin. So when we're doing anything impacting the lungs, we may see an effect positive or negative on the skin. So smoking would be something that negatively affects it. Breath work would positively affect the skin. So smoking is a no-no. Alcohol consumption is a big one that really impacts our liver function and causes inflammation. So it certainly can exacerbate skin conditions, maybe not the cause, but it would make things worse and also kind of set the stage for premature aging and all the things we don't want. So smoking, alcohol, irregular sleep habits. <laughs> now, if you have children, things are, you know, your job requires shift work. Like there are certain scenarios that, you know, we work around and we support patients around, but if you're able to kind of adhere to somewhat of a regular sleep schedule, getting at least, I always tell patients if they really want to heal their skin, eight to nine hours a night is really important because when we sleep is when we heal. And if we're not getting adequate rest, like there's just no space for the body to really settle into those healing patterns. So lack of sleep is huge or irregular sleep, I think is, is quite uh, detrimental. And like another very 
common one is just high stress, high stress lifestyle, stress in your relationships, stress at work, like stress, some stress is healthy. Like I, I know stress is just such a buzzword and we're all trying to avoid it. It's, it's not about avoidance. It's just about having healthy levels and then healthy management tools. So I work a lot with patients on building those resources so that when they do get stressed, because it is inevitable, we have ways to manage that kind of impact on the system, including the skin. So I would say those are probably the biggest ones off the top of my head. Yeah, I I definitely concur. I have indulged in all the behaviors and <laughs> I smoked for 10 years. That's what happens when you go to university in Montreal. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I used to drink and stopping both those things. Like I really noticed a difference with my skin in terms of breakouts and in terms of how hydrated it looked like it really, really changed my skin. And I will say if anyone's listening and they do do shift work and they are a mom like myself and that sleep thing kind of freaks you out, look into research on active resting, Yes, which is like whatever you want it to be. It can be meditation. It can just be laying in the hot bath with your eyes closed, but there are ways to get the benefits of sleep without falling asleep. And I utilized that in postpartum and I'm pretty sure it saved my mental health and also my marriage, (laughs) 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 but also my health. Like I, my husband actually researched it and he was like, you should try this because you're (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it is. There's really cool research on that. So it doesn't, there are ways to like biohack the sleep world. And I always tell my patients that are parents and suffering with sleep deprivation because they're, you know, their child, they're working on things with their kid, their child, you know, their new parents, whatever it is. There's also so many beneficial hormones that are being released in your system that almost counteract some of that sleep depth, you know, oxytocin, all these really beneficial neurotransmitters, hormones, things like that. So not all is lost. And like you're saying, like, I love that you said that there's so many great tools out there, forms of active rest that can really be harnessed. And like, I don't know about you, what your experience was like, but so many of my new moms have great skin. (laughs) You know, it's like better than other glowing. Now that's not always the case, but you know, it can, it can be right. So not all is lost. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, I love what you said about oxytocin because I'm a firm believer that love is like a major healer. Yes. And that's one of the chemicals of love. So I, I always say, you know, sometimes if sometimes it's better to stay up late and like laugh with your friends all night, that's the healthier thing to do than to isolate yourself and go to bed early because that's what you feel like you should do. Totally. I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm sure you've had this experience. I know I have being out late with friends having a laugh, having a great time. You wake up the next day, despite having fewer hours of sleep, feeling rejuvenated. Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Community, love, all those things. They're, Mm -hmm. they're good. There's a reason why bros get it tattooed on themselves in a kind of like a (laughs) script font on their arm, you know, (laughs) family. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Okay. So those are the no-no things. Let's talk about the things that are amazing for our skin. Things that really support our skin just living its best life. 
I love that. Yeah. And there's so much we can do. I mean, I could go into the deep dive around products, which I'm sure we'll get into. So I'm going to table that for now, but I love educating people and patients on what they can do for their skin that they don't necessarily think is skincare. So that would be like your diet. What in the diet can we do that's internal skincare? So I always recommend a vast variety of fruits and vegetables every day. The more colors you get, the more nutrients you get. So really selecting whatever looks fresh to you, whatever is in season where you're living and really harnessing that nutrition for your skin. For us Canadians during the winter, it's best to opt for cooked vegetables. Those are a bit easier to digest and we can assimilate the nutrients more fully uh, and the skin will benefit from that. So really just you know, diet, lots of fruits and vegetables. The other thing in diet that I'll mention, maybe two other things, healthy fats are really important. They help our skin stay hydrated from the inside. So healthy fats could be like an extra virgin olive oil, maybe raw nuts and seeds, it could be avocado when that's in season, wild-caught fish. Those sorts of things really are excellent for the skin. Um, and then the other piece around diet would be like an organic bone broth. So the collagen in that bone broth, the protein, the minerals are so helpful for gut health, for your immune system, and ultimately for the skin. So I love using those three things as skincare from the inside. I think lifestyle-wise kind of on the flip side of the no-nos, you know, getting enough sleep if possible um, or engaging in active rest. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's breath work. Uh, things to kind of relax the nervous system are really great. Even in small doses, one minute, three minutes, whatever you have time for, those can be so impactful when done regularly, maybe not in an extreme way necessarily, but just relatively consistently. I'm a big fan of consistency and little habits versus extreme ones. So find what you like and, and bring that in consistently. And kind of like what you touched on, community, healthy relationships. So I just find it so beneficial to take the time and reflect, spending time with the individuals who you feel so nourished by and by being around. I, I just, it's just so important. There's this whole realm uh, of research uh, and medicine called psychodermatology, which basically talks about the impact of your emotional health, your mental health on the skin and vice versa, the skin's impact on your mental emotional health. And there is so much emerging research on how our mood impacts the skin. And so anything that really uplifts, like the people that uplift you, like we're saying, family, that feeling of love, community, laughter, Making that a real priority is. I'm just going to go X rated and say orgasms. Like, to totally. Game changer. <laughs> game changer, right? For so many reasons. I mean, the hormones, that the pleasure centers in the brain being activated, right? There's so much importance there. And I actually think we don't talk about that enough. And libido itself is a real indicator of health and the health of your nervous system. So that's something to kind of reflect on and yeah, orgasm more. <laughs> it's so it helpful. Skin. My husband laughs at me, but like, if, if we have like a family photo shoot, I'll be like, okay, take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Best photos ever. After. I have to look hot. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a real thing. It's a and real. And it's like the chemistry for the photo and stuff anyways. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they are, it, it gives you like a flushed look. Like you just look it's in. Yeah. I I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. fan of yeah. big fan of the big O for skincare. Same, same. I love that. <laughs> and stress reducer. It's probably the most fun one. Like if, if someone said to me, like, do you want to meditate or do you want to go? Yeah. You know, I'd be like, I'm going to choose. I'll, I'll take, take a ladder. Too. Totally. <laughs> oh, totally. It's fun. It's a way to connect. I mean, even if it's something you, you do on your own, there's still benefit there. I mean, your circulation is improved. Like you're saying, you get that flushed look, like your all of your organs are benefiting from that, including the skin. And I'll just go even deeper. There is a manifestation tactic where you envision what you want while you're having the O. And I've never personally practiced it just because I don't have that discipline, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, my husband, my husband, Um, (laughs) but there are, uh, I've heard amazing things. So I think it's called sex magic. (laughs) You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if that works. (laughs) I would not be surprised. (laughs) Okay. So we're eating fruits and vegetables. We're drinking water, good water. Yes, water for um, sure. We're reducing our stress. One thing that you, so we had a one-on-one online where you helped me build my dream skincare routine. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a while. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, your skin looks beautiful as always. <laughs> so in the morning, I splash cold water on my face and I have been doing this religiously. And one side effect of this is that it has been helping my nervous system so much. And like, I never put it together because I know this stuff, but that's the mammalian diving reflex where you take a human, you splash cold water on their face, their whole nervous system will go into parasympathetic to lower the heart rate, to make you breathe less because back in the day, we used to swim a lot more. And it would be a way of making sure that you could hold your breath longer. So it's just an automatic thing your body does. And my husband does the cold showers. They're a little bit too intense for me. Like I don't really want to be in pain when I wake up. <laughs> I just <laughs> I like the like refreshing cold stuff on my face. And I've been like, oh God, I feel so good after that. And it's even that, like that just resets your nervous system. It's incredible. It's so simple, so accessible. And I would add to our no-no list, hot water on the face. Mm-hmm. Oh man, does that ever dehydrate? So it's a simple tool, cold water for a variety of reasons. Like it tightens the pores. It helps with circulation, kind of like puffiness because of what it does to our lymphatics. But then, like you said, it's way deeper than that. It's like it impacts your nervous system. So it's such a, I love that. And I'm the same. My husband also the same. (laughs) Every day I'm like, you're nuts. Love it. They're so intense. I know. I know. For me, just the cold water blitz is like, has been game changing as well. And so simple. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's go deeper on the things that we can do for our skin. So are there any sort of supplements or like more niche foods that you have found to be really, I took resveratrol for a while. Yes. So good. Um, Antioxidants. mm -hmm. So are there any things like if someone was like, okay, I feel like I'm doing that stuff and I kind of want to bump it up a little bit. Like I would purchase an $80 bottle of something. 
Yes. <laughs> supplement world is so vast. And yeah. we were talking about this earlier before we came on, but this like social media and the suggestions we see. And it's like, but what's right for me? So I'll say, you know, it's always important to speak to somebody, an expert, an ND or functional medicine doctor about what works best for you. But generally there's a few supplements I do turn to personally and with patients for skin health, for hydration internally. I love using sea buckthorn oil. That's something we also use topically, but you can buy in little soft gel um, capsules. They're really nice and super helpful at hydrating the skin from the inside. It takes time for these things to work. So I always, I should have said that earlier too, with all of our lifestyle factors, diet, even products we use on top of the skin, the skin takes about 28 days to turn over. And that kind of slows down as we age. It's a bit faster when we're younger. So anything we're going to use to influence the skin takes time. Now, if the skin's irritated, obviously stop immediately. I'm not a big fan of like, oh, it needs to purge. It needs to acclimatize. No, no, no. If your skin is telling you it's irritated, it's doing that for a reason. So if that's not happening, you have to give things time and let things work. So something like the sea buckthorn oil orally in a soft shell form you need it for, for, I would always give, say to patients, you know, at least give it three months and use it again consistently, right? If you miss a day, not a big deal, but consistent regular use, you will see the effect long-term. So that's one I absolutely love. I'm a big fan of vitamin C as well. I prefer, so there's a lot of supplements where the nutrients are super isolated. I kind of like to use food sources in supplement form. So I really like Camu Camu as uh, a supplement that's high in vitamin C naturally occurring. And when you're using more of like an herb or like a, like a substance as a supplement, there's other synergistic nutrients there to help your body absorb a little bit better and utilize the nutrients a bit differently than if you were to just say a straight up vitamin C. I mean, there's lots of good vitamin Cs on the market, but I kind of like to nuance it a bit and use nature as much as possible. So that's a really nice one. Um, and then for Canadians, like, and this is one that probably a lot of people are aware of, but I find even if they're aware, they're not necessarily consistent with is vitamin D. Vitamin D is so important for skin health. It's nice to get it naturally through controlled sun exposure when we can, but as Canadians, I mean, it's so today is a great example. It's quite overcast. It's, it's harder to get that vitamin D production in the skin when we're totally covered up by our winter coats and things like that. So oral vitamin D supplementation is really key. And a nice thing to do before you dig into that is to actually have your blood levels tested. You can do that with your family doctor, your naturopath. The test is typically an out-of-pocket expense. It's about $30. It's really worth it because you want to gauge where you're at so you can supplement appropriately. If you're already at the upper limit, you don't want to go over that. So maybe you need a little less to maintain. If you're a bit lower, then maybe you need a higher dose to bring those stores up to balance. You retest in about three months, and then you can lower to a more maintenance dose. So I would say those three are are ones that I turn to frequently for myself and in practice with patients. I mean, there's so many, but uh, I think those are probably most common for me. That's really good advice. I remember reading too, if anyone's listening who has darker skin, you need to supplement like, what is it? Two, three, four times the number that someone (laughs) like say with fair skin and blue eyes would need to supplement because genetically you're from closer to the equator. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. I know. So I mean, interesting. yeah. So yeah, vitamin D is so good. Thank you so much. Those are good. I put camo camo in my smoothies. Yeah, I love yeah. it. You take it in capsule form, but powder's great. Like what honestly, whatever is easiest. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I love that. Okay, amazing. So those are our supplements we'll be taking. There are so many of them. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, I'm thinking now I'm like, oh my God, I love, you know, like chlorella is excellent. And, you know, there's just so, there's so many, there are so many, but those are kind of my top three go-tos. Let's zero in on a couple sort of, I know it's so hard because I feel like with different problem areas, there can be 300 different reasons for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Let's say you have someone who is waking up and they're puffy every morning mm. and they're just like, I can't get this puffiness to go away. Mm. What, what would you say to that person? Oh God, that is one I hear every day, at least a couple of times a day from various patients. I feel like that it's so common now that puffiness, especially mm-hmm. amongst women. I think it has something to do with our hormones Typically, when someone's reporting puffiness, my first thought is lymphatic drainage. So I'm starting to ask questions around, okay, are you moving every day? Are you drinking enough water? What's the quality of your water? Um, Do you do face massage at home? Are you eating a lot of salt or maybe not enough salt? So all these factors can impact how well our circulation is moving. And when things aren't moving, we can start to see a buildup, especially a lot of us carry a lot of stress or tension in our shoulders, the neck, the back of the neck, the upper back. And those are very important highways where the lymph flows, right? So from the face, that's where things drain. And if it's too tight, it's going to be harder for that fluid to move properly, especially if we're sitting at a desk for hours and hours on end each day, typing away, texting, maybe we're not getting a walk in each day or even moving much at all. We're going to start to see that sluggishness with the limp start to build up. So that's one thing I think about, and that can be remedied with stretching, gentle movement, things like rebounding, rebounding or jumping, or even just simple walking. I do a lot of facial massage in my practice to kind of open up those channels around the neck, the shoulders, and then also along the jawline and the face and patients see great results with that. And often I'll also teach little tidbits uh, of massage that they can do at home when they're cleansing their skin at the end of the night, you know, just applying a bit of pressure in various areas to start moving that lymph a bit better. The other thing the, I would say, I think about, well, two things for women. I always think about their hormones. Like I touched on before, you know, like is, are you having regular periods or if you're kind of around menopause, what's that experience been like for you? If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, what's going on there? Because I find when our reproductive hormones are imbalanced, we can start to see some of that puffiness more. It may depend on the time we are in our cycle. Like there's so many nuances there, but that's something I'm certainly thinking about. Um, So hormones for sure. And with puffiness as well, I'm always thinking about diet, lifestyle, 
Like, are you eating properly? Are you eating regularly? What are your stress patterns around your, your diet? Like, are you too busy? What's going on there? Those are all really, really important as well. So lot, lots of things, lots of things. It's hard to say, you know, there's just one. Yeah. Yeah. One. I wish I would. I know it would be so easy. (laughs) And this is why a lot of, I find at least like a lot of naturopaths don't love treating skin because it's so complex and there's rarely just like one thing. That's the problem. We treat that one thing. Your skin just flourishes. It's usually a constellation of factors. So I'm always trying to put together the picture for that person and what the factors may be that are kind of in the way of their healing or their goals. And then we can kind of start to put together a plan accordingly. So a couple factors I think about when it comes to puffiness, but there's often more to the, more to the picture. It's so true. Yeah. I know for me, if I don't get a good night's sleep, and this makes sense anatomically because the glymphatic system which is the lymphatic system in your brain and face will only drain if you get a certain number of REM hours of sleep. And I made a TikTok about it yesterday because buccal fat removal is like the hype now. Like everybody wants to get it's all about. I mean, no shade. Like I, I, have, I have no problem with any surgery but my thing come my, my like kind of rate like my like eyebrows come in when I'm looking at something that is a very expensive surgery that could be probably lymph in that area and like if you did breath work every morning for a month because you're going to move your clavicles move your rib cage drain the lymph or do some sort of facial massage it would, you would find like dramatic results. And I, I do have people who message me and they're like, my whole face is changing from the being portal. And I'm like, yes, because you're probably draining lymph in your face from moving your clavicles so much. So yeah, I think for puffiness. Yeah. I I always think like, I'm always like, it's so easy. It's just moving and breath work and, and like good water. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, the world is the way the world is. <laughs> I know. I know it blows my mind too. I, I think the same thing. Like, of course, I listen, I have lots of patients who have had cosmetic surgery or use injectables and no shame at all. Do you? But my thought is always like, wow, there are so many other non-invasive tools that could achieve really wonderful, sustainable results without going under the knife or having to use um, injectables and things like that. And, and, you know, people can be really happy. So I just love educating on the other options, right? Cause some people just don't even know there are other options. Yes. I just learned one. So my mom, when she turned 60 had her hooded eyes, not removed, but like, you know, when right. women get older, if they have hooded eyes, they kind of start to come down and she had the surgery and she looks amazing. It was uh, the surgery was amazing. I was like, "Don't do it," and then she did it, and I was like, "Wow, actually, glad you did that. You look amazing." <laughs> um, but I like I have the same eyes as her, so I was like, "Oh, I I have that too." But then I saw a video of a woman being like, "Look at your scalp and the tension on your scalp," mm-hmm. and she was kind of moving her scalp back and forth, and she was like, "My hooded eyes are gone," and she was like, "Scalp massage can like drastically change." your face and the tension on your face. 
So something like forehead wrinkles could be remedied drastically by scalp massage because all those muscles and fascia are connected. Even like speaking osteopathically, if you're someone who sits with like a hunch, that can drastically affect your face. Like it can create lymph cooling under your chin. So if you're looking at a video and being like, oh, I have to mew, like you could actually... (laughs) Like you could just, you could just sit up and like yes. the lymph would drain there. Um, it's wild. I know. And I'm, I'm saying this because I do all these things and I notice that I'm like, when I'm in hunching all day, I'm like, oh, my face looks so different. And then I sit up and I'm like, oh, I look like myself again. Like, mm-hmm. and all, all of these things are connected. And I mean, we've spoken so intimately about this. I don't have Botox. I don't have filler. I want them because they look amazing. Like I, I, I look at these women and I'm like, wow. Like, wow. I know. You look incredible. Like they, it, it looks amazing. Like my mom's had work done amazing. Like, but I, I'm so sensitive. Like I can't even eat dark chocolate without being like, Oh, that was intense. Like, <laughs> so I'm scared of having Botox injected. And I mean, people don't know this. It's a black label product. Totally. And it has side effects. Like it does have side effects, whether it's something that you may not even really notice, but it could be like something huge, like your hands tremor and you have panic attacks because it's injected into your nervous system. So for me, I'm like, okay, it's beautiful. I love it. But the risk doesn't like, I'll, I'll try the natural things and then yeah. we'll, we'll see when I'm 40. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't think any of us are totally immune from the media and, you know, seeing how well some of these more medicalized treatments work. Like people look great. They can look Amazing. really refreshed and, and, you know, radiant and all of these things. But I always wonder, I always ask myself, okay, have I been doing all of the other things I can be doing? Those days where I'm like, oh my God, do I, do I need some boat? Do I, do I do it? Do I, is today the day? You know, (laughs) I'm like, wait, I haven't really been sleeping. I'm a bit more stressed. You know, when was the last time I had a really nourishing meal? Am I dehydrated? Like maybe I book in with, you know, my girl for a facial massage and then reassess. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of this dance, right? And, and whatever anyone chooses, I mean, by all means, like all the power to you. Like, I think it's, I think it's great. And just finding what works best. I thought of one other thing about the puffiness that I've gotten into. And I think we've spoken about it. I'm curious if you do it. It's mouth taping. Do you do it? I don't, but my husband and I, I mean, we're, we are, any biohacking gadget that can possibly yeah. be bought, we have. Um, <laughs> and I roll my eyes like, oh, my husband, but really I buy them. <laughs> so we tested each other at night to see if we mouth. I'm like, for whatever a freak of nature, religiously, my mouth is closed. Like I never oh, mouth breathe. I know, blessed. I don't know how that ended up yes, happening. Seriously, blessed. And honestly, when I look at your face, I can tell like the way your jawline is, the way that your cheekbones sit, like you have good alignment from what I can tell, which is great. Cause that's a is- blessing because of the amount of concussions I've had. <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. But my um, husband's kind of like intermittent with it. He doesn't mouth tape, but yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, from a breathwork perspective, if you mouth breathe, stop now. 
Like I can't, I don't even want to go into what it does. Like it's scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Check in right now as you're listening. Are you mouth breathing? I know for me, I was a huge mouth breather. And I think that was a product of frequent childhood infections, ear infections, you know, nasal stuff, like all the things with the sinuses. And, um, once you start mouth breathing, it just begets more mouth breathing. So I think my face structure just kind of grew in that way. And this practice of mouth, of um, mouth taping, just adding a little slice of tape. Usually you can use like a surgical. I like using a really nice, um, it's like a kinesiology tape. So it's actually very safe for your skin. Just apply a little, little piece across the lips. And I've noticed personally, and I've been kind of testing with patients and they've reported similar findings that I'm way less puffy when I wake up, way less puffy. My patients are less puffy. Not only that, you feel more refreshed, more yeah, energy. Yeah, it dehydrates you, major dehydration. Major dehydration. And so if you're waking up, one telltale sign that you may be a mouth breather is just that dry mouth, like that really parched feeling when you wake up, You know, possibly that puffiness, maybe not feeling very well rested. So that's a really, that's, that's another hot tip for. Yeah. And it's so simple. So simple. And you're, you're right. These, the kind of case studies looking at facial structure, jawline, um, your teeth. Yes. And your jaw is connected to your spine. So it's everything right down to your sacrum, how your uterus sits, how you walk your hips. Like it, it literally is connected to your entire body. So if anyone's ever dived deep into like being tongue tied yes, or mouth breathing, or, I mean, this isn't structural, but just even having like an infection from an old oral surgery, like this can affect your whole body and your skin, and <laughs> but, your skin. Whole, yeah. but your whole body. Totally. Oral health and, is so key. Yeah, it is. It, it is. <laughs> Hi, it's MJ. If you know, The Being Method is the name of this podcast, but it is also the name of a course that I teach, which is a six-month-long certification course on the science of spirituality. It prepares you to be a breathwork facilitator, but also so much more than that because you learn all about energy healing and the science behind energy healing. So it is big it has a lot of science in it. We go deep, deep, deep together. And I also put in a lot of co- coaching courses in there led by me to help you start your own business. If that's what you're interested in doing with the course, that is my goal is to have a lot of people doing their own spiritual aligned businesses so that we can all help heal the world. If you're interested in the Bean Method, feel free to email us at any time with any questions, but it starts every March and every September. So it starts at the start of Aries season, but also at the start of Virgo season. And there's six month long cohorts and they're amazingly fun. I think a special thing about the Bing Method is that it is totally at your own pace. So all the information is online. We've got recorded videos. We've got a book that we send you. There's all the information written online, whatever way you like to study, it's there. 
but we also have bi-weekly workshops that you can come into and they're recorded in case you miss them where we deep dive into this stuff together and ask questions and talk about spiritual things and have fun another thing that is my favorite about the course says that you can take as long as you want to finish it it doesn't matter if you don't finish it in six months you can go on to the next cohort and join the next class i don't believe in rushing people and i don't believe in testing people and making you feel stressed out when they're learning it's just not conducive to learning if you're interested in joining the bean method make sure you sign up for our email list to get in the know of when we email it out and I always send out a special early bird code so that you can sign up right away and save a little bit of money. We also have payment plans and we have a BIPOC discount because we want it to be accessible and available to everyone. I love this work. I love looking at the intersection of science and spirituality and I love you. Bye. We talk about aging. We love aging. We love like, aging. We love aging. (laughs) It's amazing. I, you know, I have examples in my life of women at every single age who are absolutely gorgeous. Like I just blown away where I'm just like, just so beautiful. And at any age, like I just really see that now. I think when I was younger, I, I had a fear of aging, but now I'm like, we're doing it. Um, and they look great. So chill. What is the difference between just normal aging and then premature aging? Like, how do we know like, Oh, I think I'm dipping into premature aging. Is it Mm -hmm. an age or symptoms? That's such a good question. And that's always something I educate patients around. It's like aging is not a bad thing. It is a privilege to age. And I think working in medicine, you know, I've seen individuals who haven't had that privilege so it really gives you a bit of perspective and, and, you know, aging gracefully is beautiful. And what we want to avoid is premature aging and not only of the skin, but of the cells throughout our whole body. We want to keep them healthy, happy, getting the things they need so they can function properly. They can clean up waste products properly. They can build energy properly, they can reproduce properly. And when that's happening on the level of the skin, the skin will look brighter, more radiant at any age, like despite having fine lines and wrinkles, you know, despite the face shape changing slightly as we age, like those things are very normal. Now, how to tell if you're premature aging, that's a bit challenging. I mean, I think you have to look at a little bit about your genetics, like how do the people in your family age? Because some of how we age is just very natural and about literally our genetic makeup. Like if you see your mom, for example, or female family members, if you're a female and you see, okay, (laughs) you know, oh yes, like the eye area is a big one. And I have similar shaped eyes and similar quality skin to that family member. Like, okay, chances are you're going to see a bit of that as you age. But premature aging to me is like when someone is saying to me, my skin doesn't, I'm not comfortable in my skin. I'm seeing a lot of symptoms happen very rapidly. Um, I would say too, like when we're talking about actual hard ages at the age of 30, collagen starts to decrease in the skin. And collagen is that really helpful protein that keeps the structure of the skin strong. So it looks more plump. It looks fuller, more hydrated, all of that good stuff. So at 30, at about a rate of 1% per year, collagen starts to decline. 
So I do see a lot of women come into my office in their thirties and like, Oh my God, things are changing. I'm not happy with this. So there's some education around, okay, listen, this is normal for your age. Here are the things we can do to help stimulate and support collagen production regardless. However, you know, there's got to be some acceptance around it too. Now, if someone younger than that, I have patients in their twenties who we start to see fine lines and wrinkles. We're starting to see pigmentation happening. And so I'm asking them questions like, are you partying a lot? (laughs) You know, like, are you getting good rest? Are you nourishing yourself? Are you smoking? Are you wearing sunscreen? That's a huge one. The right type of sunscreen though. Not all sunscreens are created equal. So age has some, some influence for sure, but it's really all about if you're seeing symptoms and if they're happening very rapidly, it's kind of where I'm like, okay, there's something going on here that we could probably assist in slowing down, if that makes sense. I love that. That makes perfect sense. I think people generally have a good concept of themselves. And if something feels off, it probably is off. Totally. Sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Tell love us. It. Tell us, tell us the ingredients. I'm passionate about this. Like if you're my friend and you bring out a sketchy sunscreen, I'm, you're going to hear it. (laughs) I'm like, throw it out. I don't want to see it. Get rid of it. It literally (laughs) creates cancer. (laughs) I talk about this a lot with people. I'm like, you know, it's funny. Like the skincare industry is worth almost $150 billion us yet. We have some of the worst skin ever skin concerns are on the rise. Skin cancer is on the rise. So like, what is going, what's going on there to me, that says a few things. First, a focus on products is not everything, right? There's more to skin health than product use. But second, there are probably some ingredients we're using that maybe aren't serving the health of our skin and our bodies overall. And sunscreen is a big one. Sunscreen, in my opinion, based on the science and the research I've done and the clinical experience I have, should be mineral, mineral only, like chemical sunscreens, forget it. Mineral sunscreen basically creates a shield for you. Chemical sunscreen uses chemicals to take in the UV radiation from the sun and convert it into something we think is less harmful. Whereas the mineral sunscreen is literally just a barrier. It's like a shield. That's why so many of them cause that white cast because it's literally just putting a barrier on your skin. Now, thankfully, so many mineral formulas have evolved to blend really beautifully into all skin tones. So they're much more accessible for everybody. And mineral sunscreens, specifically my ingredient I look for is zinc oxide. Don't like titanium oxide. I don't like any of that stuff, like zinc oxide only. And also something important to look for when you're selecting a sunscreen, mineral sunscreen, is to look for a drug label. Sunscreens are considered a drug or they're regulated like drugs are. So I like to see that on my packaging because I know, okay, this has been firmly tested. We know exactly the SPF or the protection factor that this, this product has. So that's those are two things, mineral with zinc oxide only. And then I like looking for a drug label. Um, in terms of application, I suggest for everybody, every age, Sunscreen should apply, be applied to the exposed area. So always the face, backs of the hands, the neck, if it's exposed, your chest, if it's exposed, if you're in the sun, your full body, but at least, you know, once a day. So I always recommend to patients after their morning routine, apply a really good sunscreen. Even if you're planning 
on being indoors most of the day. But if you're on your especially computer, if you're indoors, especially, I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the same page because we have all these forms of light. Yes, it's maybe not UV, but we really don't know enough about how this is impacting our skin yet. In my- there's there's good study on blue light. Yeah, like um, it ages you crazy. I think the studies show that like your phone, not going to do much, but yeah. a computer screen, a big TV, that's going to hit you and the skin. Yeah, it will. <laughs> and it's funny with the pandemic, what I've noticed is so many of my patients obviously are working from home or using their screens so much more for meetings, things that they maybe used to do face to face. And they're coming to see me and they're like, I have aged so much during the pandemic. And of course there's stress, there's like uncertainties, There's all kinds of other things going on as well, but I'm always thinking, what are these screens doing to our skin? Like you said, there's so much emerging research on this. Sunscreen is key and the mineral-based ones are going to help protect us from the blue light from our screens, the UV radiation from the sun. And what I like about a really good quality zinc oxide mineral sunscreen is that it's a shield. It's not like you have to be reapplying it every two hours the same way you would a chemical sunscreen. Now, obviously, I mean, on the safe side, I always say, you know what, like if you want to be really safe, reapplication is ideal. Personally, I apply it in the morning. By the end of the day, I can still feel it on my skin, especially like if I haven't, you know, gone swimming, sweating, all those things that would remove it. I find a once a day application quite effective. So sunscreen, like I can't speak to how important it is. It's so, so necessary at any age, like especially, you know, in our twenties and teens, we don't have to be thinking so much about, oh my God, what products am I using? I need to do this, 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 like the main thing is just be consistent with your sun protection, sunscreen, zinc oxide every day that will do wonders at preventing what we were just talking about premature aging. So, yeah. And I think like, I'm a light nerd. I love it. I love looking. It's like one of my most fascinating. I love it. Um, And a lot of people, like I've seen a lot of before and afters of like the damage of the sun, but what it was, was someone who was like a truck driver in their truck all the time. And you you look at their hands and their face. And one thing that I'll say to that is that sunlight through a window, way more toxic than just sunlight. Like incredibly toxic. Like it, it will... The, the windows actually remove the beneficial UV. So if you drive, if you sit by a window at home, if you sit by a window in an office, like definitely be putting on sunscreen. I would rather lay naked in Cuba with no yes. sunscreen than be by a window. A hundred percent. I know these, these sorts of things, we don't really think about it. Because so like, who would tell you? Like, it's like, totally. who would even think of that? I read that and I was like, what the frick? I know it's wild. It is so wild. And, you know, our sunglasses, like you said, windows, like all of these things really change how we're interfacing with the sun. So thinking about those things too, is so important. Yeah. I love the sun. I do too. (laughs) She's great. I guess it's a he, it's like very masculine energy. Okay. Let's go into some more skin kind of issues. There's so many of them, but I think one of the bigger ones besides puffiness and uh, premature aging, acne. I'm sure you see a lot of people with acne. And again, this is probably one of those things that there's like 500 different types of acne and reasons people have acne. But what are some just general 
lifestyle tips that you see like good, good acne results. Yeah, you're so right about acne. You having it's so multifactorial. There's so many reasons why people break out. There's so many types of acne. There's so many types of ways we can treat it. When I see someone breaking out, I'm always starting to think about like, okay, what is going on with their skin barrier function? So your skin being your largest organ is how we interface with our environment. And it protects us. It protects us from like what we were saying, UV radiation, extremes in temperature. Like it really does serve as a shield for us. And one of my goals with patients is always to keep that shield really strong, to really fortify that barrier. And when it's not fortified and strong, that's typically when we start to see breakouts or irritations happening. But specifically with acne, I'm wondering why isn't the skin able to balance inflammation and heal itself so that the pores are not getting inflamed and breaking out, whether it's cystic acne, whiteheads, you know, whatever the situation might be. So barrier function is always something I'm thinking about supporting. So one of the main things I do there that often provides really good results, and it's very simple, is actually just simplifying the skincare routine. I find a lot of ingredients that are commonly found in skincare products actually change our barrier function and long-term can weaken it. So things like acids, too much acid. I, in fact, oftentimes I recommend acid avoidance or very occasional use certain types of hyaluronic acid, certain types of moisturizing agents that can clog or inflame the pores, poor quality sunscreen, like we were just talking about some of our chemical sunscreens. Even hair care. I have to be so sensitive. I can't, like, if I travel and I forget to bring like my good conditioner and I just use whatever, I break out like on my jawline, I'll break out on my back. Because I guess the silicones, like I'm not sure, but yeah. There's so many ingredients and chemicals in these products that, yes, okay, maybe they're quote unquote safe, which I always question too. Yeah. But, you know, like what are they doing on a cellular level that, you know, or or are they disrupting like the skin's microbiome, which, you know, are the bacteria that live on the skin when in the right balance help to fortify that barrier. They keep things strong. They keep the immune system strong in the level of the skin. So I always, yeah, I suggest taking a hard look at products, maybe really simplifying the routine, adding really barrier restorative ingredients in your products. I know you and I have talked a lot about the Marie Veronique line. I love her stuff. Her line with Christina Holy is very aware of the microbiome of the skin and not disrupting that. And in fact, supporting it so that the skin can rebuild and remain really strong. And then of course, it's like, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, I don't, I think I've been using it for two months now. Love it. Like it is game changing. It's so my skin feels soft. It feels supple. It feels hydrated. I just feel like my skin's very happy. Like it's just very happy. With that I hear line. that all the time. That's what everyone says. My skin just feels happy. Yeah. That's the only that. thing I added to it was the, a Manuka funny, honey face mask for breakouts sometimes. But, and like that, I thought is like my favorite skincare. Tip. I love Besides it. Besides orgasming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Orgasming number one, Manuka honey number two. <laughs> yes. Honestly, honey is so therapeutic. It helps to balance 
again, the bacteria on the skin, it's super healing. I mean, I had a time where I worked with a lot of patients, um, with a lot of oncology patients and with certain cancer treatments, we see a lot of irritation at the level of the skin and we would use honey to help specifically a brand called Medi Honey, which is a really purified type. And sometimes I'll recommend Medi Honey specifically for breakouts or wounds on the skin level to help that healing process along. And then we shift to just a straight up Manuka honey to maintain. So amazing at helping to support that barrier fortification. And light. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. So you've got a device in your office that when you do cosmetic acupuncture, and I think you do it after your massages too, but it, you know, it's like this dome that goes over and it can give blue light, which is amazing, antibacterial for acne yes. or uh, eczema or rosacea or red light, which is builds up your collagen, releases nitric oxide in your body. When, I just bought like one of those big full panels. Yes. My, my daughter's eczema. Oh my God. We've been doing, we've done everything. Like we've seen, we've seen like shamans, like, <laughs> like we've done everything (laughs) and um the red light is amazing for eczema uh so light also like controlled light devices are just so powerful for acne uh eczema rosacea Mm -hmm. even um if your skin gets irritated by histamine which mine does red light breaks down histamine in your body which i recently learned and i was like wow so now like sometimes if I eat something that's really high histamine, I'll get like flushed. Mm-hmm. I think this happens a lot to people who are sensitive to alcohol too. Oh yeah, for sure. If you go in front of the red light and do breath work, cause that releases nitric oxide, which breaks down histamine, like it goes away. And I, that would have been something that I would have had to walk around people being like, your cheeks are so <laughs> Um, And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Do I look tired too? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, a controlled light. As I said, I'm a light nerd. I love it. And it's so good for skin. Oh, it's Um, so effective. When I first discovered light therapy years ago, I mean, it's been around for a while. It's not, it's not new, but I would say it's hit the mainstream in the last few years. And there are a lot more devices out there that are accessible to kind of this, the average individual. Um, but it is so effective at helping to heal the skin. It starts to stimulate your fibroblasts, which go in and basically start to heal things at the level of the skin. And it can decrease inflammation and all of these amazing things. And actually the device I use, I don't just use it for the skin of the face, also on the body sometimes. If someone is trying to heal a wound or post-surgery or even like joint inflammation, like light therapy is amazing. There's even some research now that's coming out about using light therapy to stimulate hair regrowth, which yes. is really, really cool. And yes. I've, patients I've been doing it, as you can see where my postpartum hair <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. It works. Okay. So that's acne simplification, red light, mm-hmm. manuka honey, orgasming, yeah. um, basically for anything. <laughs> what are some other ones? Eczema is a big one. I'm sure you get tons of tons of eczema. I mean, that can happen for a variety of reasons. Like classic eczema is a genetic issue with retaining moisture at the level of the skin. So one of the things I always assess with patients with eczema is how 
well are we supporting that moisturization of the skin? One natural ingredient I love to look for is oatmeal. So like a classic would be like, you know, the Aveeno baths that I'm sure all of us had at some point as a kid from our moms. Yeah. All of it, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Aveeno is, is a decent line. Of course, it's not completely natural, but anything with oat in it can be very calming for eczema. Now, not all cases will respond, right? Like everyone is different. Moisturization is like the number one thing. And we're moisturizing a lot. It's like four or five times a day to the affected areas to rebuild that barrier. And then we move into maintenance. It could also be, um, you know, what's going on inside, like how inflammatory is the diet? Are there certain ingredients? Um, I'll say too about acne diet is really important too. There is some research that connects dairy consumption with breakouts, but of course it's so much bigger than that. It's not just like, oh, I eliminate dairy. My breakouts are gone. It's like with eczema too, are there inflammatory foods being consumed? Are there processed foods being consumed? Like sugar is a big thing when it comes to any skin condition because sugar consumption, processed sugar consumption, really just wipes out immune function by at least 50% within the four hours after consumption, which when I found out that piece of research, I was just blown away. I literally ate a handful of candy before we started this podcast. And I was like, MJ, it's 9.30 a.m. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And listen, hey, like balance, okay, balance. We love it. If, if it's like, oh, I'm having an eczema flare. It's like, okay, let's take a pause yeah. from sugar. Let's get some really nourishing foods going. Let's get the moisturization factors going. Let's maybe get some light therapy in the mix until we get a, a real healing happening. And then of course, like there are pharmaceuticals available to us that we use when it's absolutely needed in those really dire moments where we're not seeing movement because sometimes the body has a mind of its own, right? Like if things get so far that the natural remedies are just going to take too long or just won't match the intensity of the symptom, that's when we also can... It's so uncomfortable. Totally. Like if you're not sleeping, it's bleeding, like it's so uncomfortable. I'm always like, listen, pharmaceuticals are available to us for a reason. Let's get it under control. And then we focus in on the natural stuff. And while you're using the pharmaceuticals, we support your body through that too. So I'm not the ND that's like, never use the steroid creams, never use the prescription retinols never use, like, I think there are other options we try first. If that doesn't work, then we create a plan that incorporates those where eventually, you know, we say, okay, let's wean off and let's, let's support your body in doing its thing. I love that. I always like to tell people, I had to study pharmacology in school. I'm sure you did too. I always like to tell people, like, we, we think of it as these like chemicals that are so bad, but really they are a lot of them, like the majority of them besides steroids and stuff, but they're isolated plant compounds. Totally. So metformin, which is prescribed for early onset type two diabetes. And it's one of the most prescribed drugs out there is from French lilac. It's so cool. It is really cool. It's cool that they have, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of it happened through colonization. They learned about the medicinal effects of like, especially the rainforest, lots of medicine there. And they isolated the compound and then we can take that in a pill form. Unfortunately, like you mentioned before, because there isn't the synergistic effect of the rest of the plant, we can have side effects. That's the only downside, but really like you're just taking an isolated plant compound. It's not the end of the day. 
But I, I like to tell that to people because they're like, oh, okay, okay. I failed. I failed. That's the, the message yeah, I was. No, I we love it. We love doctors. Failed. Yeah. Like I took, I have to take aspirin. I failed. No, no, no. There's no failure. We're just using all of our tools in a balanced way. I think that's yeah. the key. We never want to be over reliant on one way or the other. That's how I see it. It's all about the balance. Yes. I love that. I, I take, I've taken pharmaceuticals and they've been life changing. So totally. yeah, big fan. Um, this has been so enlightening. I'm trying to think if there's other skin things. I feel with eczema, rosacea kind of falls under the same category. A lot of the same advice. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say as a mom who's like struggling with their kids eczema, my daughter's eczema, it really wasn't so simple as figuring out what food she was sensitive to. And yeah. it wasn't even the regular ones. Like it wasn't dairy, gluten. She never even really ate that. Eggs she's sensitive to, even if I ate them, which sucks because I love nice. eating eggs, but histamine foods get her. So mm-hmm. if she eats avocado. If she eats some fruits, if she eats bone broth, things that you would ever think. You think, oh, and I'm feeding, I'm like feeding her bone broth, being like, thank you, baby, this will help your eczema and it like makes it flare up. So it really is like a trial and error. And one thing that we did with her that was really enlightening was a live blood analysis. And I'm sure you have colleagues who do this because parasites and candida or any sort of fungus in the body can be really, they can really affect the skin, especially with eczema and even acne. Completely. So it's so good to know. And it's also just very entertaining. So they take a small prick of blood. You see it under a, di- a dark microscope and they will literally show you a parasite. They'll be like, see, this is a parasite. And it's like a little worm wiggling around in your blood. And you're like, turn the screen off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Thanks so much. Never. I, what do I do now? <laughs> but I'll, I'll say the story that happened with my daughter. Cause I was like, it, it's probably a parasite. She literally French kisses the dog every day. So we'll go test it out. So we had it tested out. She didn't have parasites. We didn't have candida. My husband thought it was candida. Cause like I said, I eat a handful of sugar every morning and I was like in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but what we did find was that she had by the shape of her cells, they found that her gallbladder and liver weren't functioning very well. Mm-hmm. So I got her home and I started kind of osteopathically treating her. I treat her cranially, but for whatever reason, I don't treat her body. And I started kind of being like, oh yeah, her ribs are so stuck over her liver. So I brought her to our friend who is like a pediatric osteopath and he because it's weird to treat your kids. It's just scary. Oh, it's <laughs> I don't I, I'm like, no, <laughs> you do it. Involvement. Yeah, it's weird. So he fixed her ribs and literally within two days, it started clearing up. So we have to take her ever so often, but it's so interesting how many things can be like structural mm-hmm. too. And yeah, really? it was such a wild investigation. Yes. Exactly. So I always I always tell people with eczema, like just get curious, like investigate everything. Cause there's so many things that it can be so from. So many things. And that's the challenge. Like I was saying earlier with skin, a lot of people get tired. They're like, I've done, or or they don't even want to go down the investigatory. Yeah. Like, I don't Fair. care for this. I just want the quick fix. And you know, that's fine too. But ideally, we're doing things 
in a sustainable way and addressing that root cause. Like with your daughter, it's like, oh yeah, her liver is just not flowing. And that's like our master detoxifier. That's yeah. not working. You can throw on all the steroid cream you want. You're going to have to keep using that steroid cream. Like I said to my mom, cause my mom was very concerned we weren't using the steroid cream. And I was like, listen, just give me a couple months to try to figure it out. Cause I was explaining to her, like, if you cover up the symptom, which eczema is a symptom of something else, typically, totally. I was like, I'm not going to know what's affecting her. And yeah. I know it's uncomfortable to see her with red, but we put calming stuff on. Like she's, she's okay. She's not in pain. And now my mom's kind of seeing, cause she's like, oh, like your daughter would have had digestive issues her whole life and yes. been sensitive to histamine would have undigested food in her stool. Like it would have been something that could have affected her greatly. And then she'd be left alone in her twenties, thirties, trying to figure this out. If Ian and I hadn't taken the time to be like, okay, what's the underlying thing? Can we figure this out for her? So it is, but I will say it's a tough journey. I cried a lot. Ian and I fought about it. <laughs> it it's like stressful it to is. do it for someone else or for yourself. Cause you get tired. You're just like, oh. and then people are being like, have you tried? Whatever, like some basic thing. And you're like, yeah, try it. <laughs> well, not along not- with the other things you're about to say. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets healing journeys are hard, but always worth it. Always worth it. And especially I find it's challenging with the skin because everyone can see your skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, there's a lot of emotions involved. Yeah. Too. It's like, you know, versus like, you know, a digestive issue that only you really know about and feel every day. Of course, that's still very challenging. It's just a different brand of challenge. Skin is really a different brand and it can be really, it's a long road typically. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I will say when you, when you get there, you're like, oh my God, thank God. And you see that sustainable change versus kind of suppressing a symptom more long-term. So I always say, even if people want to engage with the more suppressive treatments, like the steroid creams, whatever it is, okay, let's do it. You need that relief. I get it, but let's still try to understand your body. Like, yes, maybe the skin will look and feel better, but let's still dive deep. How's your liver doing? How's your digestion? Let's do some blood work. Let's like really dive in. How are your hormones? Whatever the thing is. So that eventually you don't need the other stuff and deep deeply you're feeling the sense of balance your body is more balanced your organs yeah. are happier i love that, that. To greater health more long term i think that's so important too i'm always thinking about prevention as well how can we keep you healthy now but in 10 20 30 years too and beyond i love that okay melissa dr melissa <laughs> please please tell us how we can work with you oh that's sweet yeah i mean I do consultation. So you can book in as a naturopathic patient. That's one way to get one-on-one treatment. Uh, That can be booked through my website, drmelissa.co. I also offer one-on-one facials, of course, that I mentioned earlier. So those are um, cosmetic acupuncture with light therapy, and then a facial massage um, service that includes buccal massage where we massage the tissues of the jaw, the cheeks, around the eyes, from inside the mouth and out. It's a lot more comfortable than it sounds. It's actually very relaxing. It's it's (laughs) life-changing. The tension we hold in our jaws. Like if anyone has TMJ and if you've never had a buccal massage, like my my dentist does it to me and I'm just like, wow, I'm 
incredible. I love you. And I'm exactly, I'm like, why don't more people offer this? Anyways, so that those are ways you can work one-on-one. I also just launched a course this January. This current session is closed, but we will be opening uh, signups up again in the next month or two for our next session. And that course is all about skincare. I tried to make this course more accessible because I'm totally aware that naturopathic medicine is a private type of healthcare and not everyone is able to financially afford it. So the course is a great way to start to learn more about your skin and the fee is less than a facial. If you were to come into my office, the course is four weeks in length. And each week we go into different ways to support the skin and different types of quote unquote skincare. We talk about products, yes, but we also talk about meditation as skincare. We talk about diet as skincare. We talk about our mental, emotional health as skincare. So it's a really fun course um, that if you want to dive deeper, but maybe you aren't ready for individualized care or um, that's not available to you at this time, you can take the course too to to learn a little bit more. And you've got so many good tricks, like the <laughs> skin taping. Oh my God, face taping. That's yeah. another, that could be a whole podcast. That it's so, <laughs> and, and it's it's all like a bunch of, you know, over the years, I've had my own skin struggles. I obviously have my practice where I've worked with hundreds of people for to, to achieve better skin. So a lot of what you get in the course and in my sessions with you is just born of a lot of trial and error, a lot of research, a lot of medical experience. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of tidbits I find. I think it's just so second nature because I'm just so in this all the time, but people find, at least they tell me that they find it very helpful. Yeah. I, I mean, working with you has helped me so much and I, I love you. I just, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Like I said, such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure talking about this with you, honestly. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, where can people follow you on Instagram or oh, yes. any social media so they can stay in touch and see when your course is launched? Yes. So, um, like I said, my website, drmelissa.co on the website, I talk all about the different treatments I offer. You can read more about them if you want more descriptions. So you know what you're getting into. I talk a little bit more about naturopathic medicine on there too, if that's something you're interested in. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Melissa underscore co. And there I post general tips, tricks, more about naturopathic medicine, more about also what I'm aesthetically think. beautiful, like <laughs> and it's just an aesthetically beautiful account. Shout out to my dear friend, Benita Mack for always helping me with that. She is amazing. Yeah, she's but a yeah, artist. So I, I love a good, you know, aesthetically pleasing post. So beauty for me is huge, not just skincare wise, but, you know, I, I think beauty is something we all seek in different ways. So yeah, I like to keep it pretty on the social media too. I love that. Thank you so much for giving us all the hot tips. I uh, hopefully I can have you back on and we can go a little bit deeper. Love that. Anytime. 